and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to be discussing episode six of this series of Doctor Who, Extremis. And I can't believe we're already at episode six. Yes. My God, we're halfway through. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, where has the time gone? Where's the time gone? We'll be back to doing Target and Big Finish reviews before you know it. <laughs> we will do, yeah. And sitting there wondering when or next. Yes. Doctor Who's going to be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but anyway, before we crack on with the review, let's have some news. And there isn't a lot to discuss this week, admittedly. But unfortunately, we have to start off with some sad news that the writer Eric Pringle who wrote the 1984 Fifth Doctor story, The Awakening, has died at the age of 82. Um, now, we were sort of discussing this before uh, we started recording, because uh, we, we covered the Target novelisation of this yes. his story, didn't we? Because he also wrote the Target book as well, and it was the only story he actually uh, uh, sort of had commissioned properly for, for Doctor Who, because it says here he was then commissioned by Robert Holmes in 1975, for a story called The Angerth, but it, it got abandoned. And he, he wrote the, the Awakening, which was originally called The War Game. It was a four-part story. But then John Nathan Turner decided the plot couldn't carry four episodes, hence it became a, a two-parter. Um, now, we're trying to remember back to the Target novelisation review we did, and I seem to remember we quite liked it, didn't we? Yes, seems to be the, our, our memory of it. Yes, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. Absence making the heart grow fonder, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's possible, it's possible. Um, I mean, it, it sort of makes more, a bit more sense if it had originally been written as a four-part story, because I think it did go into quite a bit more different detail and atmosphere, didn't it, on the... It did. I think there was there was that um, the thing there was a scene with the Tegan when she was hiding in the barn. It was it's this sort of threatening presence in the darkness, which was quite yeah. well written and very very uh, very very atmospheric. Yeah. Um, and of course, it, it it's um, according to the wiki page, obviously, because I can't remember um, the book gave us an extra chameleon. Hmm. Now I know that's a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> but it's it it exactly it committed. what you want. <laughs> he was committed to extra chameleon, so um, yeah. So I mean, sadly, he didn't get to write anything else. I just sort of got a feeling it might have been uh, another of um, sort of John Nathan Turner, anything to do with Robert Holmes. I want nothing to do with it. Phases, so yeah, yeah. But um, but it's sad anyway. Very sad anyway. Now uh, the only other sort of bit of news we've got um, is there's another Doctor Who game out. And it's called Doctor Who Time Vortex 360. Um, and it's a mobile game that lets uh, you, the Doctor Who fan, to pilot the TARDIS through the Time Vortex. Um, have you tried this, Paul? Have a guess. <laughs> oh, would, would that be no? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I, I did give it a go. Actually, because right. you can play it on on a mobile device, and I think there is a, like a desktop version as well. I haven't, I haven't tried that. Uh, I understand the desktop version is like a point and click thing, which seems very very uh, old fashioned for a modern day game. A point and click thing. Uh, the, obviously, the mobile one lets you steer the TARDIS, sort of moving your your phone about using the gyroscope in there. Um, I played it once, then promptly deleted it. <laughs> I suppose it's a bit difficult picking up your computer and screen and trying to move them about. <laughs> well, I think the only two sort of pictures that's going to throw it across the room is like, I can't believe I downloaded this crap. 
But, <laughs> but apart from that, how did you find it? <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> no, it's, it's another in the long line of failed attempts at trying to get a game out of Doctor Who. They, they just cannot seem to crack it at all. Um, no. I, th- I think the, the best ones were those three uh, adventure games they did. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many years ago that was now. That's probably about the, the closest they've got to sort of capturing the essence of what Doctor Who's about. And then they released that game for the PlayStation, which was diabolical. Uh, it really, I, mean, I paid fifteen quid for it, so I wasn't going to buy it. I, um, sort of on disc. I was. I think I, I seem to remember. I, I, you might not been able to buy it on disc anyway. I think it was a download only from the PlayStation Store. I've got a funny feeling. Maybe someone can correct me on that. Um, and yeah, it, it wasn't even worth fifteen quid. It was terrible. It was like a two D yeah. platformer. I mean, right. Come on. In in the in the days of sort of you got sandbox um games like Grand Theft Auto and, and um Red Dead Redemption, things like that, you would have thought they could have done something like that with Doctor Who because you've got the whole universe and time and space to, to play around with there if you're gonna do a sandbox game. And it just wasn't very good at all. The the, the controls were awkward. It just was very uninspiring, and ended up just sort of canning that one as well. Um, but this this time vortex one, getting getting back to the news, yeah, just disappointing again. Really, I mean, I can't remember the last time you saw on Doctor Who in the time vortex, sort of asteroids and stuff that the TARDIS had to avoid. So um, yeah, it's that sort of thing. Yeah, not great, not great at all. It'd be so. quite good if you had to little, if you had to catch little. Captain Jacks, as he went for it. Yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> or so we had to try and shake the tire, had to shake him off, off or something. Yeah. Or, or Tony Clara. <laughs> Into an it? asteroid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, very, very disappointing. Um, as I say, it's just another in the long line of failed attempts at a Doctor Who game. So maybe one day they'll get it right. Who knows? Hmm. Who knows? But that is it for the news, everybody. Um, that, that's all the news items we have, but... As usual, we do have time to go across, I'm so sorry, to Omega's Stats Corner. Right then, and the overnight viewing figures for extremists are in, and it had an overnight viewing audience of 4.16 million viewers, which is a 22.7% of the total TV audience for Saturday night. Um, Again, not too bad, actually. Um, it was the it was it was the third most watched program of the day, yeah. And of course, Britain got Britain's Got Talent got the top spot, nine point thirty million, and uh, Pointless Celebrities. Please. I still don't know how it does it. Got um, four point five two million. Absolutely incredible. Um, now the AI for extremists had a score of eighty two, uh, which worst is worst of the run worst so far. I think so. I think so. Um, but they're still considered to be to be good though. Yeah. Yeah, uh, considering that the highest score for the t- see, again, it's back to the two main channels, which I'm assuming uh, against BBC One and ITV. Uh, yeah. Again, was for Casualty, which had 85. So they're, they're missing out the Dad's Army audience there again. They are. They are. <laughs> I can't be bothered to look it up actually, but there you go. Now the um, the official ratings for Oxygen. Are in there. That's the top audience, including the um, HD channels and the Plus One uh, channels. And that came, it put Doctor Who, the 26th uh, watch program of the week, 
with an audience of 5.27 million viewers, uh, which apparently um, is the lowest the series has achieved since survival in 1989. Oh, that's promising, then. Isn't it? Isn't it just? Um, I'm not I mean, quite sure why. It, it, was a, it was a cracking story. I'm not, I don't quite see yeah. how it sort of got that, to be honest, even, even with the, the plus ones and stuff in, into consideration. I mean, slightly in terms of the position, you've got... It was the finals week of MasterChef, weren't it? And that's got four, three episodes in above above it. Yeah. In the list, yeah. which it wouldn't normally have had for any other round, and you've got the Eurovision Song Contest in there as well. So, yeah, that's always a ratings killer, isn't it? So, yeah, it's still in fact country file beats it. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's the Blue Rinse Brigade that um, Doctor Who has to capture. I've got a funny feeling. Having said that, I mean, I, I presume it was still on. But it, but it looks like it's kicked the arse of the Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> That's the good news from last Oh, week. well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even make the top 30. Oh, well, there you are, you see. See, even the uh, the allure of Fiona Bruce can't make it crack the, uh, crack the top 30. <laughs> Unless they have renamed it The Truth About Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Which tends to be what it does to me, I must admit. <laughs> Well, someone's got it wrong. It's actually Little Boy Blue was actually the Antiques Roadshow because that's the name of a painting that someone reviewed on there that week. So, Oh, dear. But, was, um, that, was that the painting where they had that conspiracy thing about it, whether it, the houses caught fire and whatever? It was, wasn't it called... Um, I know, The Blue Boys by Gainsborough, wasn't it? It wasn't right. that one. It was, it was by some Russian-sounding artist. Didn't we talk about this when, when we did one of our Christmas specials on uh, The Next Doctor? Yes, because didn't we say? Um, oh, I can't remember the the, the character's name. But the the next Doctor, basically, when his son was standing up on that on, <laughs> on, on that burning ledge, he looked like the little boy from that painting. I, I, yes, was it the the crying? Was it the crying boy or something? I, yeah, I think even then we got it. We boy, couldn't yeah. think what it was either. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was that thing, wasn't there, about all the the houses catching fire, and they and yes. they all had that painting in there. Yeah. It wasn't just the fact that no everybody had that painting Painting. anyway. So yeah, yeah, during the seventies, yeah, I think yeah, there was yeah, there was there was no conspiracy. (laughs) You ever had you ever had that? If you was upmarket, you had that. If you didn't, you had the poster of the woman scratching her ass at the tennis court, didn't you? Yes. (laughs) Well, no, which I'd have hanging up in my house. (laughs) Oh dear. Well, that is it for a very, very short news section. Um, I'm afraid there isn't. I'll say there isn't a lot to talk about. So, uh, coming up next is our review of Extremis. So, for another week, then that was the news. Right then, everybody, it's time to talk about extremists. The Pope requests most urgently a personal audience. The Veritas contains a secret. Everyone who worked on the translation is now dead. You're blind and you don't want your enemies to know. But why does it have to be a secret from Bill? You're happy in those shades. In darkness, we are revealed. Very few know this place exists. The heretical. Something's coming, Bill. Something very big. And something possibly very, very bad. 
How can I save them when I'm lost in the dark? Okay, now before we get on to what we thought, uh, uh, we uh, yet again we have some feedback to read out uh, to you all. So uh, thanks everyone who wrote into us via Twitter and Facebook. So first of all, let's go through the Twitter feedback. We've got a couple of tweets here. Um, first one from Nick Gossai. Hi, Nick. Uh, Nick says, well, it was bound to happen. The first bad episode of the run. So that's our first negative comment. Um, next one we have is from Cosmic Chris. Hi, Chris. Um, he says, my favourite story of the series so far. Good plot. Capaldi, Imperius, Lucas, much more depth, and Bill Fab. Fingers crossed for the next part. Cheers, Chris. Uh, now we have some uh, Facebook feedback. Uh, first off, we have Jeff Waddell. Hi, Jeff. Uh, Jeff says, 45 minutes of complete setup, but what a 45 minutes it was. Thanks, Jeff. Next up, we have Ian Thomas McLean. Ian says, I actually really enjoyed it. Yes, it was very Moffat, but it was a super fun, very creative, and cool ideas. Don't know why people think it's confusing. Thanks, Ian. Next up, we have Suki Kark. Hi, Suki. Suki says, uh, a great episode as an appetizer before the main meal. The storyline of alien creatures creating simulations to help them invade Earth was great. But why create a book that explains what you have done? And why would you, even as a simulation, decide to off yourself because you discover that nothing is real? Also, did the Doctor tell Bill to go and have a nice time with Penny as soldiers are told to do that before they went into battle? Sly old Doctor. The What's in the Vault mystery has been answered with a great performance from Michelle I'll Be Good Gomez. You can see that Moffat is setting up Missy to come and save the day in a future episode, possibly against John Smith's version of the Master. Thanks, Suki. And last we have Chris Morgan. Uh, Chris says, I got that the book wasn't revealing the aliens' plot, but proving to the readers that they were simulations, as that was what the aliens had determined would most effectively cause people to do themselves in, either by choice or out of curiosity. For the completely existential, this episode is terrifying on multiple levels. Nice to see some real mad documents for Capaldi as well, as he's on his way out. And also favourite poster of the series by far as well. Thank you very much, everybody. So please keep that um, keep that feedback coming in. So we do enjoy reading it out. Now, Paul, um, from our point of view, you're kicking things off, aren't you? I am, yes. You are indeed. So what did you think about this when you finally got around to watching it another time <laughs> well actually can I just um, my thoughts on the, the comments there and about the book yes 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 I, I'll, I'll just address it now so we've just had that yeah no I, I, I agree I think it wasn't the book that was in uh, response to it wasn't the book that wasn't created by the aliens it was created by the simulations yes to, to prove that they were simulations it's when they realised they were simulations and I would say then that the reason why people killed themselves was so that the aliens couldn't learn anything more about them. Yeah, I, I kind of got that myself actually because the, the the monks were trying to get the book, weren't they? They didn't. Yeah. I, I took it as they didn't want anyone to read it. Yes. They didn't want the you know the the, the cat to be let out of the bag because they needed to um, needed to study. Yeah. And if yeah, the, the human race, you yeah. know. So, and if the simulations killed themselves, then it stopped them being able to study them. Yeah. So they, the, the thought there was, if we kill ourselves, they can't learn about us, which means their plans to invade Earth will not be as comprehensive as they could have been. Precisely. That's why that, people. That, yeah. That's why people killed themselves when they knew was because they was trying to stop the game of the aliens. 
yeah that's it i think that was i mean that was the whole thing it's sort of what what would um make i think as the doctor said sort of like you know priests and physicists kill themselves you know what would yeah. make them sort of you know what would make them sort of doubt doubt what they were doing um and and that, and that was it really i think that and that's why it was hidden yeah. basically that's what it's that's why the vatican chose to hide it away because the truth got out that's what would happen yeah you know so um yeah i i i thought it was it was that to me that made perfect sense yes you know yeah. I, I i didn't sort of I, sort of, I, 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 scratch I, I, my head or anything providing that i understood it correctly of course it could be that we well, <laughs> we're both it. going oh that's the reason and no, it probably well isn't, that but... that's what that's how I, that's how i i saw it it's sort of they, they, they weren't trying to the owners weren't trying to make people uh, read it. They were trying to stop people from reading it. You know, that, that I, was the, uh, the whole point. I also agree with uh, Ian Thomas that, yeah, you didn't have to put Stephen Moffat's on the name on the credits as writer to this. You, you would have guessed that after about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I must admit, when I, when I saw the uh, A Long Time Ago come up, I thought, yeah. oh... I, Oh no, and and then a sort of like a voiceover started. I thought, oh no, you know, I thought I thought we'd sort of left that behind. Um, mm. But once we sort of got past that, um, you you get to see. Well, actually, let's talk about the the, the plot anyway. Did you find it too twisty turny that you didn't understand what was going on? No, Cause I, I, no, because I didn't find that at all. And and like someone mentioned, oh, aren't we clever? <laughs> aren't, we, aren't we clever? Aren't we indeed? No, I didn't, and I, and I honestly don't get why people found it confusing. I thought it was fairly easy to understand. Yeah, you had the the only thing was you just jumped occasionally between two different points in time. Yeah, but they was obvious, so obviously two different points in time, and two different stories taking place. That you knew that they were, you know, it wasn't. You didn't sit there thinking, "Yeah, but how does this tie in?" Well, it was really three points, wasn't it? Because you had like the here and now, you had the past, and then you had the simulation world as well. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So it's, but I, I still, and it usually takes me a while to understand things if I'm perfectly honest. But um, I know I got it. I I got it. I I didn't think it was difficult to understand, uh, which I was thankful for to be honest i don't mind television making me think yeah um but if i sort of think about it and i still don't understand it i thought well, there's some obviously something missing there i i'm missing something and i don't enjoy it if i have to think about it too hard i don't i don't mind sort of you know thinking about the plot I think, oh yeah that's why he did that and that's why this person did this and yeah so on and so on but um no well, I, I you know i thought it made sense on my viewing so far, there isn't any anything that stands out that makes me think, but that doesn't make sense. No. No. Uh, could, could, could you understand why, though, some people didn't like it, though? Um, because, because, as you because as you said, it yes, is, you yes, can yes, see this, this is a Moffat script, isn't it? A lot it's, of people it's, don't it's like Moffat, Moffat scripts. Being, wanting to be very clever. Yeah. Um, he's... And the fact that yeah, it's it's very Moffat to run two stories simultaneously. Yeah. As well during yeah. an episode. Yeah. Rather than just giving us a linear story. He likes stuff going backwards and forwards in time. And in this case between a real and a simulated world. 
Yes. Um. So yeah, it's it's. I didn't find it hard to follow, but I did find it it was trying to be too pleased with itself, which is yeah. something that it can, I think, sometimes be levelled up off it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I think. Um, I mean, I, I've I've sort of tried to stay away from listening to other podcasts at the moment because I I just want I don't want sort of my view to be clouded by someone else's really. Yeah. Um. But somebody I did read. Some of the stuff they alluded to the fact that this is almost like Moffat back from Matt Smith's second series, you know, series six, and I didn't enjoy a lot of series six. Yeah, really, because I thought it was trying to be too clever for its own good. Um, and <laughs> it, was, I, it was even mentioning River Song. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I'll, I'll come on to that in a minute, actually. But I. I I didn't get that feeling. I didn't feel this is trying to unless no. obviously we've got another two episodes to go to to complete this trilogy. So I I could be sort of jumping the gun a little no. bit here, but certainly for on the basis of this episode and, and just treating this episode on its own, um, I I didn't get that. I didn't get the whole series six. Maybe that's to no. come. Hmm. Analogy. Uh, I don't know. My overall thoughts at the end of this was. Oh, they've redone the Android invasion. <laughs> I thought exactly the same thing. Exactly it, the same thing. Even to, even to the point that you've got a slightly blinded person in it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I forgot. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, this this was the Android invasion for the 21st century, <laughs> wasn't true. it? Yes. It really was. It really was. Um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I forgot about the one I uh, astronaut in that. Oh, crikey. Which yeah yeah um, yeah I sorry you're gonna say do we get unit next week actually <laughs> we do <laughs> well a different version it appears to be more United Nations than outright unit this one doesn't yeah. it so um, yeah I, I, yeah but I, I mean um, the story itself then so we, we've got the whole thing with um, you know, a long time ago and I did think for a moment it was it was the Doctor who's been lined up to be executed. Especially when Missy just calmly walked out, as well, sort of like so we take you know we need another time lord to, to perform the execution, then she walked out. So yeah, I, I and like you only little... had the point of the well, the prisoner kneel. Yeah, and it sort of almost cut between the two of them, weren't it? As if which one was actually going to kneel down, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, and I like that. I'd I'd, yeah. re- I'd really like that that sort of that 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 bluff that that went on there. Um. And I think I think I just wanted to, I want to try and deal with the long time ago bits because it was all you kept sort of coming back to it all the time. Um, but then you had in the Doctor's timeline that the first sort of appearance of Nardole um, yeah. after after leaving leaving that was it Drillium. So um, I mean that that was quite unexpected. Sort of like him reading from Rivers um, Rivers Diary um, and sort of he been sort of given permission to kick the Doctor's ass. Um, the, the word arse used twice in Doctor Who this week as well, which yes. I thought, yeah, that's, that's got to be a first. Um, the only thing I, I could sort of, uh, th- sort of, sort of, slightly puzzled me. Maybe you've got some thoughts on this, um, actually. Is where did Nardo get River's diary from? Because the tenth Doctor left that in the library. Are we are we missing a bit of the story here, or has Moffat forgotten? <laughs> 
Or, no, my, my, my point on this was I took this to be Nardal was coming to from a point in because oh, he does know that she it's almost like Nardal's coming from a point in River's timeline before she dies well I I thought it was after she died Cause it, but this, he does this... mention about her late your late wife doesn't it he does yeah so it's a bit awkward, but then how did she send him? So where does that come yeah, from? Yeah, where does, unless that's some sort of message, you know, from, you know, from beyond or something, you know, because she's well, still in that. Sort from of, from actually, another no, simulation. Yeah, she is in a simulation. Mm, good point. Good point. So is, is there some correspondence going to, some cor- no, correlation going to come from that? Yeah, because she's now part of the, ah, now. We we might have answered. I might you might have answered my question here. She's in the library where in the, in the computer there where the doctor left the yes. diary. She could have like the doctor emailed out the simulation. She could have emailed Nardole to come and get this, the come diary. and get the come and get the diary, and then there's the message for the doctor. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think we I think we've cracked it, Paul. <laughs> I think we've cracked it. I think, yeah, I, I, I completely forgot about the fact she's still technically alive inside that computer, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. And it, and if we're taking that you can, that a simulation can email out, then why not? Yeah, why not? Ah, good. We'll probably be proved wrong by someone now, but um, no. yeah. I don't care. I'm going with that. That's, 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 <laughs> we've come up with a working theory that we can we use. We have, and it actually works. Yes. <laughs> it does actually work. Um, now, Missy, obviously, um, we're sort of like that, sort of going towards like you know who's in the vault, and we it appears to be Missy. Um, she didn't have a chance to do much in this episode. Um, no, but, but I actually loved the performance because it was. I did. Not it was toned down. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't all manic and and sort of too over the top. I thought, no. yeah, it was. It was for, for the scene. And the, and the situation, I thought it, it it was played just right. Yeah, for me anyway. For me, I thought, I thought no, it was no, good. no big sweeping gestures, no dancing around or whatever. No, just no. literally, here I am, sort of. Yeah, thing. yeah. I, I just thought that was. I thought, oh, here we go, and then it, and it didn't happen. No, you know? so I was I was quite sort of quite thankful for that because so I think that I know. I mean, Michelle Gomez has, has been a big hit. Um, with 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 the Doctor Who fans um, as Missy, but I can take it or leave it. Really, it's it's a little bit of the character goes a long way if you see what I mean. Yeah, I just I just, I just don't like my master Missy that uh, manic to be honest. No, because I, I didn't like John Sims' master being that manic as he was. So it, no, it's I'm not, I'm beginning to purely... I'm hoping that he. He managed to play it a bit differently this time. Yeah, it does seem to be that it's the producers that I mean, you know. Because I think Russell T Davies asked him to be more manic and and OTT, and it was certainly the same with John Nathan Turner and Anthony Ainley, because mm. he certainly didn't want to play it like that either. So um, I'm hoping that he gets a crack to do it how he wanted to do it. Mm. Really. So or, or are we are we having a slightly downplayed Missy because? <laughs> 
Because he's going to be side of the bloody top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and have two of them going at it from the start. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so, but do you still think it's actually Missy inside the vault? I know he says there and then he will guard her for a thousand years. That's the oath yeah. he took to guard her body. He didn't say anything, as you said, didn't mean anything about her being dead. He just said he'd guard her body. Um, do you still think it's her in there? Or was the doctor just sort of talking out loud to Missy who isn't there? Do you think there's going to be a double bluff on this? The only reason you're saying that is because it's Moffat. Yeah. If it was anybody else writing this, there wouldn't be any doubt. No. I know what you mean. And But the thing with Moffat, he makes you think there's going to be a double bluff, and then there isn't. It is yeah. the obvious. Yeah. It is what you think it's going to be. So... Well, he's sort so- of done that with the fact that it is... That he's, you know, that Missy's arrived, and we're now led to believe that it is Missy in there. Yeah. It would be... It would be... Not unusual for him to do it because, having not said about Missy earlier, mm. when the doctor's standing next to the entrance okay. of the vault, mm. he's suddenly saying Missy nearly every other sentence. Yeah, as if that is you know, oh, so it obviously is her, and then he's going to turn around and say, oh no, it isn't, and he's just talking as you say out loud. Yeah. In like a I wish you were here now sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than you're the other. Yeah. Side, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm directing this this conversation to the person on the, on other, the other side, side. of the doors. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So. But like I say, it's only because it's Moffat that you start twisting everything in your head. <laughs> I know exactly. Exactly. Um, the the only sort of thing I I didn't like was that sort of that resolution on on that uh, that planet. It, it was another case of um, the doctor saying, to "Look me up, see how yeah. dangerous I am." And I thought that's been done to death a little bit. Yeah, too. That's yeah, been overdone that bit. Um, and the yeah, guards that, that weren't looking him up ran first. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know. That about? I, I don't get that. I don't get that. That that's yeah. I, I can let that go though because I thought it, it was quite nicely played that bit on the planet it's, it's just this whole thing of you know look me up you know mm. see how dangerous I am yeah I'm, I'm sort of over that to be honest um, sure, surely they should have done that before they invited him down to well you would have thought wouldn't you I know, I know you said like time was a hard to find but bloody hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'd uh, at least try and make it help yourself yeah, you have a, See, you have a bit now, of a backup plan, you know. Wouldn't that have just been better, though? Actually, if if the Doctor at that point had refused to pull the lever, and rather than Nardell, it was the middling monk. <laughs> <laughs> a CGI Peter Butterworth. That would... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they could do it with Peter Cushing, they could do it with Peter Butterworth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I I I I quite like that that whole sort of like the execution thing. I thought it was it was nicely nicely played and nicely acted as well. It was quite yes. um um again underplayed. Yes, to be honest, and um, I thought a lot of this was underplayed, to be honest, and I and I thought it was all the better for it. 
There, there was no there was no sort of histrionics. Even when people realised that we're just a simulation, you know, there were there was no sort of you know plenty of loads sort of eye rolling and frothing at the mouth. It was it was all very very um, calm. And and that's what I I liked about this series up till now. It, it's been a fairly quiet and 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 not very um, frenetic series. You they've are... allowed. They've allowed people to. There's been a lot of like two-handed scenes, but particularly between the Doctor and Bill, which I'm really enjoying. I really yeah. am. You are, of course, betting without the Pope, aren't you? When you say that. Well, exactly, exactly. Well, we've Who... seen him before, Joseph Long, because he was in um, Turn Left, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, he seems to be the the, the go-to guy for Italians for Doctor Who, but. Um, but... Why, why did the Pope have to be Italian? When was the last Italian Pope? I thought we'd be Polish or German like now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, South American at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so, so why? Just just because it's the Vatican doesn't. Why do we have to have an Italian? Oh, I don't know. That, that that was a little bit sort of. Um, I can sort of understand cardinals could be because you know obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but not the Pope. It was oh, it was sort of one. It, at least it wasn't quite as bad as some of the Italians. What was that? Term? Was it the Ghosts of End Space? Yeah, we covered it. The, sort of the um, I can't remember who was doing the Italian accent in that, but it was one step away from it's your Don Mio day, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think they thought this is an audio drama. You've just got to lay it on a bit. <laughs> Lay on a bit thick, yeah. Yeah. Like like Dolmio actually. Yes. But... <laughs> um, oh dear. So now so now we we we're in the simulation really, aren't we? Uh, which we thought was the like the the real world. Um sort of skipping forward a little bit, did you sort of think for a moment that what we've seen from episode one up until now was not real? Because I did begin to sort of doubt what had gone on for the previous five episodes. Yeah, it was definitely left themselves open to. It sort of definitely leaves itself open for Moffat's nice big reset switch, doesn't it? It does actually, doesn't it? It does. Um, which it kind of did at the end, really, didn't it? Um, it's all, but because then once you realised that what you've been watching wasn't um, wasn't real. Um, I mean, if I'd I'd... wanted to, if he'd wanted to, it'd have been a nice way to get out of the Doctor being blind. Well, he would have done, but I like the fact they carried it over, yeah. and it appears to be carrying over to next week's one as well, um, which I've got no no issue with. What do you think to the whole blindness thing? Because I was a little bit doubtful after the end of last week's episode of how, how they're going to do this. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought it worked. They used it well, put it that way. Yeah. I mean, been, been, the, the thing I was worried about is it was going to be a bit daredevil, and they've sort of done it a little with the... Sonic glasses, but at least they've sort of given a reason as to why. Well, they're, they're not. He can. A, yeah, they're not a perfect um, solution, are they, to his predicament? No. No, they, they they give him rough edges and whatever. Which obviously, if it's getting, if it's basically almost feeding the information into him back to him through his ears rather than his his eyes. In terms of where he is, you'd think. Uh, and obviously, it's almost as if yeah, they are working from sound rather than than sight. Yeah, it's, it's always like some. Visual. Yeah, it's, it's always like some sort of form of 
sonar that's sort of been pinged back yeah. to his psychically been pinged back to his brain. So, um, and, it, yeah. and and he can judge sort of telling him who people are and where they are probably by sort of heart rate and vital signs and all that. It's making an estimation of how old they are and yeah, whatever. But without actually giving him an outline or anything else. Yeah, because he, he can't see any sort of figures or anything, can he? He just got this no. information sort of yeah. appears everywhere. So yeah, I, I, I quite liked it. Um, the only sort of thing I'm not struggling with, I thought, hang on a minute, how does this? This hasn't sort of fit in with what's happened before. Um, the device the Doctor has in the TARDIS to um, sort of steal from the future. Yes, from his future regenerate, for his future incarnations, I should say. Um, why not just use a little bit of regen energy, which he's done in the last series to help out Davros, for argument's sake. Yeah, he's used it. He's used it on River Song previously, and this is like a Moffat trope we've we, we've got here. So I, I can't understand why or where this device has come from. Why has he got to steal from future well, generations? Well, you, know? you suspect this device is sort of giving a bit of regen. From his future, to give him that eyesight for a while. Yeah, why? Why he? Why he now needs a device? Why he didn't need one in the past? Yeah, I mean the the, the idea of a device actually is, is is a lot better than I think just being able to turn it on and turn it off. Yeah, just giving it away. I yeah. think that was I, that, I I didn't like that at any point when they used it. To <clears throat> be honest, no. In the past, this I can sort of accept a bit more. That this could stimulate some part of him. That to process, yeah, regen energy to mm. his eyes, but as it does, it draws out stuff. So he may well have lost regenerations. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, and maybe this is this is what's leading up to the keep saying that you know that his his regeneration is going to be unlike any other. Maybe what he's done. Well, actually, no. He hasn't done it, has he? Because it's, it's, it's the sim- it's simulation. simulation. Yeah, so, so it's, not, it's a good little get out for. Yeah, unless for he does it, movement. unless he does it in the real world. Yeah, of course. But that that remains to be seen. Seen, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, but, but it's uh, a good it's a good get out from Moffat because he can he's put that bit in there, and now he's just totally said right no that actually didn't happen so you don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So we yeah we don't have to worry about that anymore now actually. Yeah. It, right. it was just that the whole thing about where did that. Where did this device come from all of a sudden? Um, yeah. And why was it only a temporary fix as well? If you're stealing from, as he said, the future gener- generate, um, regenerations, might they might all be blind. He yeah. said they might not regenerate at all. You know, so it, it was a, a step into the unknown for the Doctor here, but I thought, why would it only last sort of like five five minutes or so? Yeah. But um, but one thing I did like, though, is when he did get his sight back, was the, the, um, the direction... Yes. On on that, I I love that. It was sort of like you know the 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 sort of the blurred vision that you you seen through the Doctor's eyes, mm. and also it, it, him, yeah, you know, everything I was gonna, became woozy, didn't it, from that point on? It did, yeah. And I love that the bit where he, he was sort of running away, yeah, um, from the monks in in the um, in the Vatican Library. I, I thought was was great actually. It was really well done because like, everywhere he, he sort of went, you saw this blurred outline of a of a monk. Coming towards him, so I, I th- and the way it was edited together, I thought it, I thought it was really effective. I liked it. Yeah, I oh, really no. liked it. Yeah, I totally. I mean, I, I, I did really like this episode. I have to say, I mean, and as a setup to another episode, mm. it 
it was enjoyable and we've sort of now I'm really looking forward to next week because I, I've just got a funny feeling that next week is going to be overblown and, and undo all the good work yeah. that this episode set up I, I just got a horrible feeling it's just going to be one. It's going to be too overblown. We've had nice, sort of pretty, sort of pretty much contained stories. Yeah. Over the last few weeks, and now, and now next week we're going global. Yeah. You know, um, I'm slightly, slightly con- not concerned, but you know, slightly sort of wary of this, to be honest. Because when Moffat goes big, it it gets a bit too. It does get too big, for its own good sometimes. Yeah, you're thinking of a good man goes to war, and that. Oh yes, yeah, I am. Yeah. Which, which, the, 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 those were that 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 whole thing, the whole River Song thing in series six was the weakest that Moffat yeah. has ever written. To be honest, it re- yeah. I, I really didn't enjoy it at all. So, um, anyway, anyway, back on back onto this um, particular story. Um, what about um, Pearl Mackey this week? Yeah, very good as usual. Um, the scene from her in the flat bringing her girlfriend home or the girl mm-hmm. home yeah, and with the foster mother and then really literally just to the wanting to go in to sort out the the Pope, the doctor <laughs> and the Pope I think was just good was just brilliant and you know just that I'm not taking this nonsense it was the look Words. on her face as well when yeah. she's sort of like, right, I need to go and sort this out. Yeah, it was the, it was brilliant. The, the acting was excellent. Um, <laughs> I was just like, that's the pipes in my bedroom and sometimes I go and shout at them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I did like the fact that, that um, what was the girlfriend's uh, girl name? Penny. Yeah. Um, she didn't stay where she was. She yeah. said, "What? What the hell is going on? There's a load of sort of um, priests in her in her bedroom and a, <laughs> and a police box." <laughs> Bill went in there and said, "You're going to hell." <laughs> yeah, I did like sort of like when um, Penny ran away. The one of the priests is all looking at her, just he just shrugged his shoulders. Sort of like, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? You know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I thought that was great. I thought that was and great. Then, and then the interchange between her and Nardell when they was going to look for the. They was going for the looking for the translator. Yeah, as we know now, looks for the translator's body. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just that whole, you know, you don't need to get in front of me and whatever. And that gave Matt Lucas a chance to at least branch the character out a bit as well. Yeah, and I'm I'm like I'm really am liking Matt Lucas. Yeah, in this set. I really am. Um, yeah. I'm I'm still pleasantly surprised. I'm not even saying it through gritty teeth anymore. No. <laughs> well, now because uh, obviously the first few episodes he was used very, very sparingly, and now he's yeah. sort of, he's involved in the story and has been, you know, for the, this week and last week, and certainly next week it seems. Uh, I, I'm liking what he's doing. I really am. And I, I, and I, I like the really fact good. that he worked it out and how he worked it out. Mm. And yeah. then put his theory into practice I thought was really good yeah you know we're then, not having <laughs> stu- we've not got was, stupid sidekicks either of them no they're both very he, he was sort of doing a lot of the a lot of the doctor's work yeah in this episode because I mean um, I'm still trying to figure out how, the, how um, Bill hasn't tweaked the doctor's blind yeah because really, it, it was it was fairly obvious but yes. um, 
I think I think <laughs> I mean, that, 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 that did quite again going back to Matt Lucas and the fact that when you know obviously they find the translator in the cage and they both jump and then the dog yeah. goes oh I think there might be a life sign in there and he goes yeah we're getting that too sort of thing <laughs> I did like the fact when they, they see the one of the, the portal light shine from around the corner <laughs> and, and it's like oh look a bright light around the corner the about ten foot away standing there as if to say well what's yeah. going on <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Oh, a... oh no. with that first portal light. Yes. Sitting as I'm not one to usually talk about the music. Mm. That all went a bit spaghetti western there, didn't it? Do you know what I didn't notice this week? Actually, what, what how in what way did it go spaghetti western? Um, just just it, where the, is it? Just is the it because music. they're all Italian? <laughs> maybe, maybe. That's that's it. <laughs> no, just just yeah, that first that first portal light when they come round the corner mm. to have a look what the light is. I just thought that was yeah, sounded quite uh getting into that sort of almost sub Ennio Morricone sort of bit. See, I, I like what Murray Gold has been doing with the music. Actually for the last couple of the last series as well, he's been a bit more experimental and a bit more not what you would expect from Murray Gold. Yeah, really. Um, and as you say, the, using sort of like spaghetti western motifs is mm. is, is a, a a cracking thing to do. I think someone mentioned for last week's one the um, when they were walking, they, they saw that that view of the sort of the zombies walking on the outside of the space station. Yeah. It sounded like sixties Who, and I think didn't I mention um, back in um, Smile? It sounded very eighties. In, in, in certain like 80s who so um, I, I mean, like it might the just diff- be different musical that's, references that's, you know. that's, that sort of thinks that um, maybe <laughs> it is know. so there you go yeah actually while we've just been talking I did certainly fit to me the last time Murray Gold did a something that we I thought was uh, a bit spaghetti western Ennio Morricone was the last time that we had a sort of big regeneration is he has he hasn't he at the beginning of season six. Oh, no, I can't remember because I've, I've actually blanked a lot of season six out of my mind. So I, I do you know, I can't remember when they're on the, the edge of the Lake, Lake. Silencio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Italian again. There you are. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's obviously where we are. <laughs> that's, that's that's it. That's just Murray. Oh God. Anytime he sees Italian, it's just he's exactly. alive. He's away, he's off. He's having a Don Mio day. Yes. <laughs> oh, it was crikey. either that. It was either that or, or Godfather music, wasn't it? Yeah, no, there's nothing else you could have done. Nothing else, no. Uh, spaghetti Westerns, that, that's what you want. That is what you want. Um, now, going back to Pearl Mackey, I mean, I, I like the, 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 the two-hand scene she had in the White House, the, in the Oval Office. Yes. Uh, with the Doctor, um, when she was sort of trying to, she said, no, I'm real. And she sort of, you know, banging the table and sort of employing the doctor to help her when she was sort of disintegrating and obviously he couldn't see what was happening. Yeah. You know, so I I thought she was great and at the and I said it for the last few weeks and I'm gonna say it again to the point of boring people to death, but I I just love the two of them together. I yes. really do. I really do. Actually there was one thing um I actually sort of forgot to mention in the news. There was one other thing actually um, apparently, while we're on the subject of, of, of Paul Mackey, apparently it's not a done deal that she's only a one series companion. 
No. Apparently, it's not as clear cut as we thought. So, um, I'm, I'm hoping she sticks around. Well, I mean, we did say this earlier on, didn't we? After after a couple of episodes, that actually, whether her performances and the good feedback everybody's given her, yeah, whether yeah. this has, whether there was, if there was a case that it was going to be only one series, yeah, if she hasn't actually been killed off, whether that has been refought now. Maybe I'm hoping so. I'm hoping it's sort of left open for her to come back if, if yeah. that's how the series is going to end. We don't know how it's going to end yet. Um, but I, I hope she doesn't go. I hope she sticks around for another season. I really yeah, do. Yeah, so do um, I. And the other thing I forgot um, as well, there was this thing going around that um, Michelle Gomez has said she's she's leaving Doctor Who was missing, but then, then retracted that statement. I don't know if she was quoted out of context or something, but... Um, oh, I think she was reminded she shouldn't say that. <laughs> You what? Sorry, say again. Or she was reminded that she shouldn't have said that. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> An email yes. from Mr. Moffat appeared on her phone saying, "What are what? you saying?" Yes, maybe, maybe. That's that's a good point. That is a very good point. <laughs> but um, but anyway, I mean, I I I would just to sort of sum this this up really. I, I again, it's it's another cracking episode. Yeah, I, I can't believe that. Um, I know we had sort of issues with Smile, but I can't believe we sort of six episodes in, and I I haven't said no. I didn't like that one. No, you know I'm I'm so pleased. Totally agree with you. So pleased we got a six, you know, halfway through the series, and I've I've liked everything that I've seen so far. I've wanted Absolutely. to watch them again. Yes. It's, yeah. it's not been a. Oh, I've got to talk about this tomorrow. I better watch yeah, it again. Yeah, I've got to better watch it again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I haven't felt like that at all throughout this series. Not at all. Thullery, thullery enjoyed it. Really have. Yeah. Ah well. Yeah. Should no, we? Um. Should we? Should we? Should we? Yes. Should we? Should we leave that there on a, a nice yes. positive note? A nice positive note. So I can understand it wasn't for everybody because um, a lot of people don't like Stephen Moffat's writing. Um, but I do when he's on form. When he's not, it's still entertaining, but it tends to be a bit overblown, and and tends to get he tends to run away with himself. I feel, but um, but when he's on form, which I feel he was with this, yeah, bring it on, bring it on. So long as say. you say, in reason in reasonable terms, it was quite a tight character piece. Mm. I mean, the monks hardly said anything. You've got the three of them. Hmm. And the Cardinal and the Pope. Yeah. And that's really it for that's that it. scene. And then yeah. you've got Missy and the whoever the coordinator of the execution was. And that's yeah. all we've got in that scene. So there isn't, as long as they're all acting as well as they they are, then, mm. yeah, what's not to like? Yeah, same here. Same here. Well, I think that that's a very good place to leave this uh, little little discussion. I think actually. Yes. So, so anyway, we shall um, return next week um, to talk about the pyramid at the end of the world. Um, now, for those of you in the UK, that's on at a slightly later time on BBC One. It's on at seven forty-five hmm. on Saturday night because um, it's the FA Cup final, isn't it? Yes. Next Saturday, so I think that's why the uh, everything's running a little bit late. I don't know why they just couldn't have shown it at half time. It seems to be their favourite place for Doctor Who. Well, indeed. Um, <laughs> do, do you think? Do you think they'll announce the the next Doctor at half time? 
I won't put it past us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, guaranteed big audience for that one. It's probably why they do it. So yeah. Anyway, so and and obviously, please everyone, please keep writing in. Please keep sending your feedback in about um about these episodes because um, you know, it, it's it's it, it fires us off into different directions as well with the conversation. So yeah. uh, and so we just enjoy reading them out anyway. So um. You know, thank you for that, for everyone who has written in so far. Please keep it up. We want more. We definitely want yes. more. So, um, so that's it then. So until next week, then it is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Who's he?